I want to first say thank you for inviting me to be over here. And uh, yeah, I left yesterday morning from Pensacola, Florida. That's about 40 minutes away from where I live. So I'm right there on the coast. It's beautiful beach weather, 80 degrees. I got off the plane in Omaha yesterday, and it is a little colder here than it is there. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm actually not a big stranger to the Midwest. I lived in Cincinnati as a minister for a couple of years in Indiana, so I know what snow looks like. I'm not like some of the guys uh, down in Alabama who, as soon as they hear it's going to snow, they close all the schools and everybody hides and gets bread and milk and there's nothing in the stores because it flurries and melts before it even hits the ground. But glad to be here with you guys this morning. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. I especially enjoyed last night uh, telling the, the gentleman who's Dennis. Dennis and his place was awesome last night. If you were there last night, uh, it was it was a wonderful time around the campfire. And, uh, you know, nothing like being in 30 degree weather and having a nice fire and hot chocolate and, and hot dogs. So that was great. I appreciate being there and look forward to today getting to teach a little bit with the, with the ministry class, uh, dealing with different things in ministry. As I said, I've, I've been able to travel around to a lot of different things uh, and I've enjoyed a lot of my experiences in life because of the people I get to meet. And there's all these different individuals and stories you hear in people's lives. And one of the stories I want to share with you this morning, because I think it's a fascinating story, uh, and it's always stuck with me, is the story about uh, this lady that was in Kenya. And she was an older lady, member of the church there, and she was had this uh, little hut, little house, uh, kind of in the slum area that we went to, and she has a little fire going with a pot of coffee on it. And she starts telling us this story. And she says, you know, when I was a little girl, uh, about 12, 13, I lived in a village. And my best friend lived in two villages away. Now, in Africa, a village is not that far. We can walk to it. But it's a little space between, usually with some bush area and, and little trails and stuff, that, little roads, dirt roads that you can walk through. And she said the problem was that she was afraid of these little dogs. And there was a little dog that lived in the house right by the road on the village in between her and her friend's village. She said, I'm petrified of little dogs. Now, I've got a little dog, I've got a big dog. My little dog has little dog syndrome. You know what that is? It thinks it's got to bite everybody. And so even when I have the teenagers come over to the house for a devotion or something, we have to put our dog up because it hates anybody who isn't family. And it'll go, never, we have kids that are scared, especially, unfortunately, I've had a couple of them that bit one or two of them. One of my kind of was, yes, oh. But, uh, but you know, because they just were deserving it. But, uh, no, not really. Okay. And that, this little dog was that kind of dog. And she had already been bitten by this dog before. She had this great fear of this little dog. And so she was trying to walk to her friend's house, uh, and she was going between her villages. She got to that village in the middle, and she was trying to quietly go by because the little dog was sleeping in the doorway. And so she's walking as far close to the road in the bush as she can, and she's watching the little dog, and she's walking by. She's trying to be real quiet, and she said she got almost past the house. And some noise had happened, and the dog woke up. And as you know, little dogs, that dog saw her, and, <laughs> and it started running right after her. 
And she was so scared and petrified that she started turning and trying to back up and run and watch the dog. And just as the dog got about 10 feet away from her, she fell backwards. She hit a, a, a limb and she fell backwards. And she said when she fell backwards, as she's going to hit the ground, just as she about hit the ground, she saw the belly of a lion go right over her head and land on the dog. Grab the dog and run into the bush. I'm like, well, what happened next, you know? She got up and she ran to her friend's house. And I thought, well, that's a great story. Isn't that a great story? And if not for your dog person, you think, oh, poor dog. But then she said, you know what? I didn't realize. But the whole time I was walking, I was watching that little dog that I was afraid of. And the lion wasn't going after the dog. The lion was trying to get me. And she said, but when I fell backwards, he missed me and got the dog instead. Then she looked up from that fire and she said, you know what? I'm no longer afraid of little dogs. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> right? That story has always stuck with me. And I've shared it several times because isn't that how we are with life? So many times we're focused on the little dogs that, that we forget to look around for the lion that's seeking to devour us. Peter tells us that the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking to devour you and I. And so much of our life is spent worrying and, and thinking about all the little things that, that they're important, but we focus on the wrong things too many times in life and we don't focus on the right things. And the whole time we're looking at that little dog that can nip at our heels and that can cause a little bit of pain. And yet we're forgetting to look at the, the bigger danger that's in the bush. It's waiting to devour us. Waiting to destroy our lives. Waiting to, to consume us. we got to be careful. I mean, when I was in college, there was a lot of things I worried about that were, were a waste of my time. We worry about a lot of things, and the devil is really good at putting those things in our life. And so we've got to be real careful that we don't get consumed with that idea. And so I want to share with you a few things that, that I want you to think about. Matthew chapter 6 tells us that we're not to worry about the little things of life. And God's going to take care of us. He says, don't worry about what we're going to wear. Don't worry about the, the things that we're going to eat. Just, just be concerned with today. Just think about what are you doing today as a Christian, as a person who's trying to live a godly life. And so I want to just point out just a few things and I'll be done that we need to be looking at first that are the bigger things in life. And the first thing is that, that Satan's going to try to distract us to keep us from putting God first in your life. If God is not number one in your life, if you are placing other things before God, you better be careful because you're going to get consumed by those things. Put, put God first in your life. If you want to truly make a difference in your life and the life of those around you, make sure God's first in your life. The other thing that I've learned over my time is that relationships. We need to focus on our relationships with God, our church family, with our own family, with our friendships. These are the relationships that sustain us, that encourage us. Good godly, strong, spiritual relationships. It's relationships in life that mean the most. And the older you get, and the more you go through life experiences, you're going to be glad you had these kind of relationships in your life. Third thing I, I want to stress is your character. 
Godly character is valuable, and it's the most important thing after these two. Because if you're not a person of character, then that's the way the world sees you. They see you by your character. Either you're going to have strong, godly character, or you're not. And the world standard of character is a lot different than the Christian standard of character. But I'll tell you, at the end of the day, Christian standard of character wins out every time. So focus on your godly character. Fourth thing is what you're doing, hopefully now, and that's your knowledge. Continue to grow and focus on, on learning and growing in not only your biblical knowledge, but the knowledge that, that is all around you, bettering yourself every day. And then last night we talked about this is the last one. Just think about your legacy. I'm big on legacy. What kind of legacy are you going to leave for your, your kids one day? Your families, your friendships, the church that you're a part of, the school that you go to. What is going to be your legacy? These are the things that are the big things to focus on. And in life, if you focus on those things, if you, if, you, if you make that the priority of your life, you'll be amazed at how God's going to open doors and use you and help you grow in ways you could never imagine. Don't be focused on the little dog and miss the big lion in the bush. It's going to devour you. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for all these students here at York College. And Lord, I pray that you be at their lives and help them to grow not only their wisdom of you and their knowledge of you and their relationship with you, but Lord, also with each other. Lord, help them to grow in their and be successful in everything they do in life. Lord, help them be ambassadors for you. And Lord, I just pray that, uh, that you use all of us for your glory. So the world, when they see us, they see something different. Lord, help us not to be consumed and waste all of our time worrying and, and fearful of all the little things in life that can destroy us and, and miss the big things that can devour us. Lord, help us to focus on you and our relationships, our knowledge, Lord, our legacy. Lord, help us to make those things important. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.